Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So we're going to get into a little media news today. We're going to have my friend Bobby Burak with OutKick on the show. He's been on before. He's a great writer, a great columnist, always a great guest. Uh, and there's a lot to cover right now. We're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. This will come out after the Super Bowl. That's the only downside of having a podcast twice a week. We do our best to try to bring you the news in a timely manner, but here we are. So we're going to talk to him about the Taylor Swift effect. She has increased NFL ratings by dating Travis Kelsey, being at some of the games. Will she have the same effect on the Super Bowl? Beyond that, will she have that effect on 2024? You know, she recorded an Instagram video, and then after that, 35,000 people signed up to vote through Vote.org during National Voter Registration Day. So what impact could that have on 2024? We're going to ask Bobby about that. Also, Joe Biden is skipping the pre-Super Bowl interview again this year. Huge audience. Is that a mistake? I'm going to get Bobby's take on that. Uh, you know, we'll also talk to him about this big Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. Good idea, bad idea. I'll ask him. We'll also get his take on what are the big media stories that people are missing. So all of that and more with Outkicks, Bobby Burak. Stay tuned. Well, Bobby, it's great to have you back on the show. Uh, a lot of media stuff to get to, so uh, looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Uh, it's been a while. Always good to hear from you. And uh, hey, congrats to you. I've seen you all over the TV the past year, so uh, always cool to see you succeed. I'm happy to be here. 
Thanks, Bobby. It's actually funny because um, this will air after the Super Bowl. I'm co-hosting the big show at 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. And my dad's response was, so I have to decide between the Super Bowl and my daughter. <laughs> so I'll give a, um, the viewers some inside baseball. Last Super Bowl, it was Chiefs and Eagles, and you were flying home from New York during the game. And I don't know if your signal went out, but you thought the game was over and there was still a quarter to go. So I had to catch you up today because you were in the air missing the big game. <laughs> well, I appreciate I appreciate you doing that. Well, this time I will probably be missing it because I'll, I'll, I'll be on air. So you'll have to update me again. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so let, let's start with the Super Bowl. So before I want to yeah. ask you about Biden skipping the, the pre-Super Bowl interview. But before that... What's really crazy is this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, the the amount that she has been able to increase viewership yeah. is insane. Like, I, I think there is a whole 7% increase from a year earlier. You look at the, um, uh, I'm looking at it now. So you look at the Chiefs-Jets game got like 29.4 million viewers. Uh, there was a 53% surge among teenage girls watching uh and then that game i guess they showed her like 17 times and then by comparison the 2022 world series uh had something like 12.8 million viewers i mean so that's pretty wild the amount of viewership that taylor swift alone has probably brought to the nfl this season yeah, absolutely. And so the NFL is the number one TV show in the country every year. If you look at the top 100 broadcast, it's usually like 97 candidates are NFL games. Other than presidential debates, football games top everything, particularly the Super Bowl, which last year had 112 million viewers. But there is some concern with growth because Everybody who likes football is already watching football. But what Taylor Swift has done, and if you dig in the numbers, what's pretty glaring is teenage girls from 12 to 17 that have been watching a lot more football than any year prior. So that's a demographic the NFL has not attracted to. So by doing that, they're seeing record business. Um, I talked to some people in the TV industry. They're expecting this year's Super Bowl to break the record of 112 million viewers. The expectation is it's going to come in at about 115 million in large part because of that teenage girl demographic. Yeah, I guess it's the highest regular season average since 2015. So, and then in that same vein, it, it leads to a lot of conversations and some skepticism that the relationship between the two could be contrived. Do you, do you buy into that? You know, what do you what do you make of that? I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, or actually last week. Um, it's become a politicized topic, and there's different groups, right? I think there are people who are using this opportunity to grift, right? Like, say that she's a psyop. I don't believe that. That seems out there. But is there some fatigue of it and probably some reasonable skepticism? 
Of course, because we've seen all throughout history, these celebrity relationships usually have some performance art to them, right? Including all of Taylor Swift's previous relationships. I don't know how serious it is, but look, they do tend to walk towards the camera after the game. It's obviously a big business for the NFL. It's raised Kelsey's status um, significantly. He's now the most popular football player in the country because of Taylor Swift. So I think there probably is some art to it, but I wouldn't go as far as some people to say that she's this psyop or plan. I think that's a little far-fetched from the evidence we have right now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely being put in her face. I mean, you can't, you know, it's like constant Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift now. You know, there's also been conversations that she could swing the presidential election, yeah. I guess, um, after an Instagram post. Uh, I guess it was in the... Or I, I can't, I'm trying to, but so she posted on Instagram and a record of something like 30,000 people signed up through vote.org during National Voter Registration Day. I believe that was uh, before the last midterms. Um, so, I mean, could she sway the, the election? Is that giving her too much power? So a Newsweek article did a survey on this and they calculated that she could sway 18% voters. Now, that seems like an awful lot to me. Um, 18% is substantial. Like, I don't know that anybody in the country could sway it that much other than the two candidates or some scandal. Um, so I don't know if I'd go as far as 18%, but could she sway the election in Biden's favor? I would say yes. And here's why. Believe it or not, a lot of people still don't vote in the election. I know the number keeps going higher and higher, but there's still a significant portion of the country that does not vote, particularly younger Americans. And where's most of Taylor Swift's influence among younger Americans under 30. So if she could get particularly women under 30 to go out and vote for a candidate that could absolutely change the election because it's not boomers that she would be persuading. It's people who are on the fence about voting in the first place. So if she goes on social media or during one of her concerts and advocates for Biden and tells people to go out and vote for him, could it have an impact? Of course. I guess it was uh, 2023. It was something like 35,000 people registered. Yeah, I, right. I don't know what I, I don't know what I would do with that much power. <laughs> It's probably why I don't have it. You know? Well, Lisa, um, um, I mean, she she's the I would argue other than the presidents who are in their own um, stratosphere. I think she's the most famous person in either of our lifetimes. Um, you could argue Michael Jackson, who precedes us a little bit. But the influence that she has behind social media is what makes her so much more influential than some of the stars before her who couldn't reach so many people instantly all day like she can on Instagram. Why do you think that is? That's a good question. Um, I don't know because is her music good? I think you and I have talked about before. You're a fan of it. I mean, I think it's fine. But is her music any better than anybody else's? I don't know. I would say no. Um, a lot of it, I think, goes back to and MTV talked about this um, in 2012, about how the music industry has usually been uplifted by teenage girls. They tend to be the most passionate concert goers and music downloaders or previously CD buyers. So she hits the right demographic 
And it's really become a culture cultural phenomenon. Um, I think a lot of people, parents think, well, she's a better role model than other musicians. So they let their kids listen to her and follow her earlier. And I don't know if that's true, but I guess compared to like Megan DeStallion and Rihanna, she probably is more quote unquote family friendly. So I think, I think people are getting into her at an early age. And now just the entire culture has been centered around her over the past year. Um, her concert gross, I believe, over a billion dollars. And it actually changed the economy because of how many tickets and hotels and merchandise she produced. Um, it really is something that we don't see now in the country when there's so many options, things are more and more niche. But Taylor Swift, she's everywhere. and Her popularity seems to actually be increasing. Well, and it might have been getting to her head because she... Uh totally you know gave celine dion the stiff arm at the the yeah. grammys which i thought was really rude because celine dion's an icon and um, has had some health issue you know so i want to get into to biden is now skipping the traditional pre-super bowl interview for the second yeah. year in a row his team told cnn we are being more creative <laughs> and relying <laughs> yeah. less on the formulas of the past which is a very hilarious way to put it is it a mistake for him to skip it this year no, because he embarrasses himself every time he speaks. He references dead people. He stumbles over his words. The last time I heard him talk about football, he stood up and said, I married a Philly girl. I'm wearing an Eagle sweatshirt. And it wasn't even an Eagle sweatshirt. So I think keeping him away is actually a good thing. But um, speaking of that CNN uh, story you referenced, Biden's team also said they're doing this to keep politics out of sports. That is such a lie. They're trying to hide him because that's what they did in 2020, right? The only way he can win, unless, you know, maybe censorship, and we'll get into some of that, is if they just hide him and allow the other side to hopefully self-destruct because he's not going to win over any voters when he's front and center. So usually I would say, yeah, the president should go in front of the Super Bowl audience, the largest audience in the country, and try to swing votes. But he can't do that. He's only going to make more people think he's deranged and senile and not fit for office. Yeah, twice this week he has said that he has spoken to European leaders <laughs> who are dead he said he talked to them about January 6th. He referred to a German chancellor uh, who um, is dead and then also had said that he had spoken to a French president who's been dead since 1996. <laughs> so unless they unless they visited him in his dreams or, you know, some sort of ghost version, uh, those conversations did not happen. Do you think Americans are paying attention to that? I do. Um, and look, I, I don't think it's the top of the concerns um you look at polling um and i wrote about this um recently the border is priority number one it's actually a bigger priority than the economy among like iowa voters we saw during the caucus but i do think biden's capabilities and obvious cognitive decline is at least part of this um the conversation because look look at his approval ratings he's not popular now some of that is he's done a bad job but I do think Americans know that he is not a strong candidate. And 
his polling reflects that. Um, I follow betting odds a lot when it comes to the election, which were eerily accurate in 2016 and 2020. And the odds are, according to the betting market, that Biden's not going to win the general election. And they cite some of those concerns with his slip ups and all of that. So I think the best thing for his team to do is to keep him far away from the spotlight because he doesn't help himself at all. What do you think this media coverage the media coverage this election cycle is going to look like? Oh, awful. Worst that we've <laughs> ever seen. Uh, we're already seeing it, right? So after Trump won Iowa, he went on and started talking about Im- illegal immigration, which, again, was Iowa caucus goers' biggest concern. CNN interrupts his speech saying, we can't show that because he's spewing anti-immigration rhetoric. Well, no, he wasn't. But what is CNN doing? They are censoring the speech, the leading Republican candidate, then telling their viewers he's saying something that he's not and not giving their the viewers a chance to actually hear what Trump says. And why are they doing that? Because immigration, from Trump's perspective, is a winning message. And CNN does not want that winning message aired across their network. Um, Same thing with New Hampshire. NBC cut his speech short. MSNBC didn't even air it. Um, So I I would expect the media to continue to do that and do whatever they can to assist Joe Biden. What evidence do we have of that? We have almost a decade of evidence or eight years ever since Trump came down that escalator, the legacy media has been doing whatever they can to try to diminish his chances, swing votes, and convince people he's doing things that he's not actually doing. So I think that the media is going to be a huge story this year. We've got to take a quick commercial break. More with Bobby. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You know, we saw the Huffington Post, I think, in the 2016, I believe it was in the primary, relegated him to, like, the entertainment section. And then you had Twitter, obviously, removed his account, um, took down his account, uh, which has really set a dangerous precedent for all this, like you said, of not not even taking his speeches. So if you're Trump and you're his team, I mean, how do you counter that? That's my concern. how How do you get your message out? Yeah, yeah, that's my concern. So I wrote a piece last week about the censorship industrial complex, which is we knew from a House judiciary filing, there are several government agencies that pressured and influenced tech companies in 2020 to meddle with information, interfere and intercept the publishing of information that was inconvenient towards the Biden campaign. Um, I think it's a really damning filing that's not getting nearly enough attention. But what bothers me and concerns me is Republicans have been talking about big tech suppression and censorship for years now. But what have they done about it? They haven't done anything about it. The powers that be that helped influence the last election online and in the media, they have the same opportunity to do all that again. There is no regulation. Nobody in Congress is really doing anything about it. There is nothing stopping Twitter, or not Twitter because Musk owns it now, but Facebook, YouTube, Google, TikTok, Instagram from deciding and manipulating what information voters see and do not see. They can censor any report like they did the Hunter Biden one yet again. So until Congress does something about it or or takes away Section 230, the liability, this type of media and social media manipulation is going to continue. When it's always under the guise of we're doing this for you, you know, right, exactly. we're, do- we're doing this to protect you from misinformation and disinformation, which really shows us how they view us and then how they view themselves as well. Yeah, and it's it's such a lie because you're right. They're, they're, it's, they made it their moral duty to not allow us to decide if Trump should win the election, right? They, they've tried everything. They've tried taking him off primary ballots, impeached him, raided his home, indicted him, arrested him. It goes on and on. But I want to underscore, I think, how dangerous this topic is. So the government cannot legally censor the ordinary Americans. The First Amendment prevents it. However, what we have here is government agencies strong-arming tech platforms to censor Americans on their behalf. Remember, Twitter files last year showed several communications between the Biden White House and Twitter officials. Jeff Zuckerberg has admitted that he's been in communication with the White House and Biden administration about censoring content as well. That makes social media services not private companies, but state actors, and they are restricting the First Amendment rights of Americans. That is a constitutional concern. It's by definition ugly authoritarianism, and I think that has to be at the front and center 
of the conversation this year because that has a profound impact on voting. Um, I looked at the numbers the other day. Um, one in six Americans say they would have voted differently in the election had they known about the validity of the Hunter Biden laptop expose. I mean, imagine one in six voters changing their votes in swing states. So this um, this entire topic cannot be underestimated at all. Well, you know, and the irony, too, is that, you know, they tell us that Trump is the one that is destroying democracy, that he's the threat to democracy. And then they have just completely taking a wrecking ball to every norm in America yeah. under that, you know, facade. Right. So, it's, uh, you know, and to try to stop him. And so, you know, I do think it's kind of led us to the scary place where, you know, are we free? <laughs> do we have a yeah. First Amendment? You know, I, you know, what what kind of country are we really right now? Yeah, we keep hearing the two greatest threats to democracy are Donald Trump and white supremacy. There's no evidence of either of those. The greatest threat to democracy fundamentally is taking away the access voters have to factual information about the candidates they're voting for. I mean, look, when you're an American, your your proudest right should be you decide who gets to lead this country. So when the government or media or social media diminish that ability for you, that makes you less of an American. And that's um, you know, something that should never happen in this country, but it's happening and nobody's doing anything about it. You know, I had um, Robert Kahali on the podcast not too long ago from the Trafalgar Group, and he was saying that he believes young voters are going to surprise us this election cycle in part because they are turning to podcasts and alternative uh, means of media and to get their information. And so, you know, they're less reliant on traditional media these days. Does that track? I, I know you, you you follow podcasts very closely. You follow alternative media very closely. Um, you know, what do you make of that statement? Yeah, so I've thought about that. Um, I understand what he's saying, right? Because legacy media is not as influential. But um, here's the problem with that belief, unfortunately. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I dug in the numbers um, for my piece. Facebook and YouTube still control pretty much all of the marketplace of online news consumption. Like X, as cool as it is with Elon Musk, reaches about 55 million American users. Facebook reaches 270 million. YouTube is right under there. Um, you look at podcasting, the number one podcast platform is actually YouTube right now, which does, as we know, interfere with the content that you can consume. So there is there is a truth to it that there are some alternative media sites like X and Rumble and Joe Rogan that can give you facts that you're not getting elsewhere. But by and large, the legacy media's narratives have dripped right into big tech because Facebook and YouTube control most of what voters see. So I think there is something to that. But this time around, I still think that um, that is not enough to offset the power structure that so favorably leans to Democrat. Uh, I saw an NBC poll um, that said one in five voters use TikTok at least once yeah, per day. Uh, exactly. You know, Republicans have expressed a lot of concern about TikTok, obviously, because it's a parent company. ByteDance is mm -hmm. controlled by 
China on like, yeah. mm-hmm. buying data collection, propaganda, you know, pushing propaganda, mind control, all these various concerns. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of voters that were maybe not reaching. Should Republicans join TikTok? Yeah, a- absolutely. Because look, remember when Parler had some momentum? Um, there's a lot of Republicans that went to Parler and they're like, well, I'm quitting Twitter. I'm going to Parler. The problem is, is that that doesn't doesn't really reach a lot of people. It ends up just being a conservative echo chamber, which is fine. But conservative echo chambers don't get people on the other side to convert. Right. And that's where the left continues to dominate is that because they control TikTok, which reach so many young Americans, they're able to convince them, hey, come to our side. So building an alternative doesn't work. Republicans in the right need to convince young Americans on TikTok, hey, that side might not be right. Come to our side. So unfortunately, as sort of icky as TikTok is, and it really is, you read that some of the reports about the influence China has, and it's just awful. I think Republicans should be on there because TikTok, in a lot of ways, does control the information, the future of Americans' access day to day. Should I join TikTok? I can't dance, yes. though. Well, I don't well, know what you, I would do on it. Well, I don't know if you need to dance, but I know that you told me about a year ago you started to bake cookies, and I heard those videos do very well. I Well, so I actually – it's a recipe from one of my friends, and she did make mm-hmm. it seem like it was this uh, super secretive recipe, and I guess she got it from, like, Bustle or something. <laughs> she later admitted, but it's a very good recipe. Um, but, yeah, like, I can't dance. I can't – you know, so I'm not really sure what sort of, like, performative – I don't well, have to figure it out. You do you do walk Bella, and those videos can be pretty entertaining. She's very cute. I'll say <laughs> that much. She's very, very cute. Um you know, so, so Tucker is going to be releasing uh, that interview yeah. with Vladimir Putin soon. You know, good idea, bad idea. I think it's a great idea. So I see journalists are furious that he's doing this. Um, and if you remember this, um, a journalist has three core jobs. Seek the truth, question the narrative, and speak to the subjects they cover. Tucker is doing all three of that. Look, the war between Russia and Ukraine, we're pretty much funding it. We don't know much about it. We only know what people are telling us. We haven't really heard Russia's side or Putin's side. And Americans ought to be able to hear that and know more. A a journalist's job is to find those answers and bring those answers out. Now, I don't know what questions Tucker asked Putin. Um, There's ways to do a good interview. There's ways to do a propagandistic interview. I assume he did a pretty good job because he's always been a strong interviewer. And I think it behooves all of us to know what is going on in Europe, given how invested we are. Um, Because I'll be honest, when I hear reports from the New York Times about what's going on or, or Zelensky, I don't believe it. Why should we? These people have lied to us for so long. Um, we were told for a long time that Russia was losing the war. I don't know if that's true. So I think Tucker bringing to light Putin is beneficial to all of us. And shame on the journalists for trying to shame him for doing his job. You know, and I guess EU lawmakers are now urging sanctions against him, a travel ban against yeah. him. Um, 
I mean, do you think they'll go through with that? And is that just to kind of like silence people from having these kinds of interviews in the future? You know, four years ago, I would have said that that is all just fear tactics, but stuff that we see now, I don't put anything past the people in charge because they do so many things that are unethical and counterproductive to what the American people want. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, look, other than Donald Trump and Elon Musk, is there a bigger target than Tucker Carlson? Um, the coverage of him, what they've tried to do to him, the way they frame him, I would put nothing past them. But it's so unfortunate because Vladimir Putin is one of the most influential world leaders in the country. And we should have access to what he says, correct him, hold him accountable and hear his side on stuff. And nobody's doing that. So props to Tucker for at least trying to do that. We've got to take a quick commercial break. More without kicks. Bobby Burak. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong strong and getty show to start listening more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny the warmth of fredo and the coldness of michael to the og spy kid alexa penavega you had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's the biggest media story that isn't getting discussed as much as it should? Oh, that's a good question. I think there's a lot, but I would say it is what's the entire foundation and financial incentive to the trans movement, right? Um, the right has done a bad job fighting back on this because they talk about 
minor issues. They're like, well, men shouldn't compete against women's sports, obviously. Or they talk about Bud Light. Obviously, that was stupid, but that that's minor stuff. What they don't discuss enough is, is that there are entire industries built around gender-affirming care. That's why when I write the word trans now, I make the S a dollar symbol because so many people are making money from it. And uh, I did some research in, in September. The human rights campaign is the most powerful gay rights lobbyist in Washington. They gained influence and fortune by fighting for gay rights. Well, once gay rights were legalized, they didn't just pack up and celebrate. They had to pivot. So they pivoted to this idea that the trans community is victimized and that they need our support. And that has bled into all facets of culture now. I mean, you have George Soros investing a lot of money in the human rights campaign. And the long-term consequences of transgenderism, I think, are severe. Um, there's been some studies about what it does to your body to have body parts chopped up in the name of gender affirmation. Um, it's a really dangerous phenomenon that the media doesn't cover a lot. And they're afraid to cover it because there's so much sensitivity around that topic. Why do you think that is? Because, you know, we're we're talking about such a small mm -hmm. portion yeah. of the population. So why do they have so much control? I talk a lot about the hierarchy of victimhood, right? And that defines your level of success and what you can get away from the trans people sit firmly atop the hierarchy of victimhood, right? Like Christian for white men for now, at least, right? Yeah. Like it used to be, Changes it used to be often. exactly right. Like gay people used to be high. They got pushed down. Women used to be high. They got pushed down. Christian I, know, I white really men. should have tried to, you yeah. know, I, I really, um, I, I was not, I was not a fan of the me too, uh, movement, you missed your opportunity. I, I missed my opportunity. <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm, now I'm at the bottom of the barrel is just, uh, you know, yeah, you, woman. <laughs> yeah as, a, as a straight white woman, you're right there yeah, yeah. with white guys. So you have no help and you, your no, time's yeah, no over. No one cares about me anymore. No, yeah. Nobody cares, but it's oh. about the trans community. And so like they get away with so much. I mean, they represent such a small portion of the country. I think it's like what 0.9%. But we spend so much time catering to them and people have been fired for making trans jokes, uh, for making fun of people with their pronouns. Look, right now, it is their time, unfortunately. I think that's a really dangerous idea, but it is. And you see every June, these big brands in corporate America spend the entire month advocating to the trans community with like these creepy tuck friendly swimwear so yeah um, people right now do not want to offend that community and we know it so i've written a lot about them you wouldn't believe all the media people that will call me or dm me after i write about them saying we so agree with you we think this entire movement is a farce but we're not allowed to say that publicly Really? You're in the media and you're not allowed to talk about one of the biggest topic going? How cowardly of that is are you? So the New York Times did allow for an opinion piece recently um raising, you know, some of these concerns. Um do you think it, it told the story of a Grace Powell, 23-year-old biological woman who is detransitioning um from the sex change that she had uh, a few years ago? 
Is that what you what do you make of that? I mean, that does seem like a positive step in terms of, you know, mainstream media finally admitting that, you know, there's some real dangers to allowing this to happen to to young people. Yeah, it was funny you bring that up. I just saw today that there are staffers at the New York Times outraged that that piece was published. So they're now receiving pushback for just telling the truth. But we do raise an interesting conundrum because I don't think most people, Lisa, agree with the idea that a a man can just turn into a woman or vice versa. Like we saw with Bud Light, a lot of the country rejects it, but they end up being the silent majority. Like so many of these cultural issues, whether it be like Black Lives Matter, transgenderism, it's only supported by this annoying 10% vocal majority. But the problem is, is they control the conversation, right? And that is where it's important and incumbent upon other people to not be so afraid of them, right? Like, just like DEI, I think a lot of Americans agree DEI is not beneficial, but they're afraid to say it. But I think the one comfort they can take in all this is you're not alone, right? There's a lot of normal people out there that don't want to be judged by their sexual orientation, their gender, and their race, but they're afraid to say so because that loud 10% controls the message. So before we go, my friend, and mind you, this is airing on Monday. Yes. So you're going to be held to account for your answer to this, right? So Chiefs, 49ers, who do you have? So I have I have the 49ers. Um, and All right. Granted, keep in mind here, I've gotten like the last five Super Bowls wrong. So I'm bound to get one <laughs> right. right? I, can't, I can't be wrong every year. Like I think at some yeah. point the ball has to bounce. In my core, but I'm gonna get a I'm little. I'm rooting ins- for you, Bobby. You you should be. I'm gonna I'm gonna bore your listeners a little bit here and get okay, uh, go into for some it. X's and O's. So the Kansas City Chiefs, they're not the Chiefs of old where they can score a lot of points. This is a team that relies on ball control, playing defense. Well, this is the worst matchup because the 49ers have the best running back in the NFL, and he's just going to run the ball down the Chiefs' throat. So I think they're going to keep Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. And I have the 49ers winning pretty comfortably, maybe 30-20. All right. Well, hashtag go sports. And- <laughs> Absolutely. Well, wait, wait, before you go, I have a question for you. So yeah. If you were in charge of halftime, and I've asked a lot of people this, oh. who would be performing this year? Oh, okay. Not Usher. Not um, Usher, okay. Oh, man. All right. I put you on the spot, oh. but I put everybody on the spot, so you're not alone. No, I know. I'm trying to think. So I'm, like, kind of weird because I don't have, like, a lot of favorites, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I like a bunch yeah. of different music, but I don't know if I – I don't have, like, a favorite artist of all time. Okay. So okay. I'm trying to think. I don't know who I would put. Yeah, because right. it would have to be someone who, like, it can't just be a singer, right? Like, you need like a performer. Yeah, somebody um, entertaining. Yeah, so it can't just be how ha- it can't just be someone with like a great voice. It has to be someone who can thoroughly entertain an audience. Okay. Okay. So um, I think the big takeaway here is Lisa Booth maybe not Britney in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Although she's like crazy now so she might like bring out knives and but then that could be interesting that's a performance right right? and it's it's all about tv viewerships and interest so 
I would say that's a pretty good one, right? Other than Kanye West, I don't know who would be more of a loose cannon than Britney Spears. I like it. Although I have to admit that I really got that one wrong because I was like all about free Britney and now I'm like, maybe she shouldn't be free after seeing, you know, some of the the videos that she posts to Instagram. So, uh, yeah, I kind of, I botched that one. Well, hey, Feel look, bad I've about gotten, that. I mean, I've gotten the last five Super Bowls wrong. So you can get free Britney wrong or even. Yeah, yeah, you can't. <laughs> the, the, the part of it was they were making her work. And so it's yeah. like, if she's as bad as they were saying, why are you monopoly? You know, why, why are you trying to make money off of her? Right. So yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. The whole thing was, uh, you know, suspect. And then, you know, now she, you know, she's telling everyone she's fine and, and, you know, she doesn't look fine. So, um, <laughs> all right, Bobby, well, you know, we're going to see if your prediction was right or not. So we, we are and um, just like, you were the first person to predict that Deion Sanders was going to lose. People forget about that, right? Everybody was on the Deion Sanders train. And then one Saturday, Lisa Booth jumped on the big Saturday show and questioned how good of a coach Deion Sanders was. And a couple hours later, he lost. Then he kept on losing. And like, make no mistake, I've told some of the sports networks that if they want an analyst, call Lisa. You know, no one called. And I will say, in, in fairness, I, I did admit that I phoned a friend and the phone was my or the friend was yeah. my dad. Um, so it was his prediction. Uh, I did give him proper credit, mm -hmm. but so you know, I would need to phone him every time I'm mm -hmm. on. So that might be why I didn't get the calls that we were expecting. I don't know. Just putting that out there. I thought maybe yeah. I was losing my touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody go follow, uh, you know, Bobby, where, you know, Outkick, where else can people read your work, find you? Yeah, Outkick, um, I do a lot of interviews throughout the week on uh, different networks and podcasts and radio shows. So uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Outkick.com, and uh, it should be good. I'm actually not on any other social media platform. I know I should be because I just said that you should be. But uh, fortunately, right now, I'm only on Twitter. And uh, but what's yeah, your Twitter again? Because it's not just your name, right? Yeah. Like there's Because I so feel I like I've is, had a... Yeah, this is kind of a um, sore subject. So I'm stuck at <laughs> at Burak Bobby underscore because somebody in 2013 took my name, Bobby Burak, and I can't get it back. And the account is not active. It hasn't been active in 11 years. But I can't have it. So I have this stupid name that makes me look like some troll or fanboy or egg account. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, it's at Barack Bobby underscore. Well, I was only saying that because I know I've tried to tag you before. And then I was like, wait, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, well, well, that is rude. And hopefully you can get it back one day. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Uh, you're a great friend, a great writer, and uh, always a great interview. So appreciate you taking the time. Hey, really appreciate it. Anytime. That was Bobby Burrock with Outkick. Uh, go check out his work. He's a great guy, great friend. Appreciate him making the time. Appreciate you listening at home every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.